Shachtan, an Indo Askelige. Time in Mon Iruk the Yen of Chacht Erachor, Agasuligum, a Machan Shaw, Gurfeder Echor, Inuik Kart, Len of Winterfein. Skilti, Fis, Turmi. Tashe Dochretche, Nach Vetok, Ara, Igornamion, and Kestian Echo. Vien Talam again Omgrev, Orkar Nrachtum. Find us on all the usual podcast platforms. Listen and follow the Left Wing Rugby Podcast with me, Will Slattery and Luke Fitzgerald. As far as I can see, I always want to get in the Irish team. And that should be every young player's dream and ambition in this country. And if you're playing in a place where you're not going to get the opportunities in the big games, that they're the ones that get you picked. They are the ones, the Champions Cup games are the ones that get you picked. You need to be playing in a team and starting in a team for those games. It's as simple as that if you want to play in the Irish team. Every week on Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the Indo Daily, you can follow us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Today on the Indo Daily. Adidas, Balenciaga, the White House and anti-Semitism. The turbulent and troubled world of Kanye West. He's been locked out of his Twitter account now, the platform suspending him after an anti-Semitic tweet. That tweet said, quote, when I wake up, I'm going DEFCON 3 on Jewish people. The Jewish community is on edge following two hate-filled incidents in the Southland this weekend. Many say Kanye West is to blame. This started with Kanye West, who's been spreading anti-Semitism for the last two weeks publicly, and his hate language has put the Jewish community in L.A. on edge. The negative reaction to West's comments were loud and clear, but that hasn't deterred him from doubling down on his comments. The Jewish media was pushing the narrative off the White Lives Matter t-shirt that I didn't love black people. And I That's came when it back came off. and I came back and I was like, no, f the Jewish media. Many companies who were in business with the music and fashion mogul began to sever ties. Balenciaga, The Gap, and even his own talent agency showed him the door. The thing about it being Adidas is like, I could literally say anti-Semitic shit and they can't drop me. I could say anti-Semitic things and Adidas can't drop, 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 Well, they have. I'm Kevin Doyle, and today on the Indo Daily, I'm joined by pop culture journalist Jennifer Gannon to unravel the talented, divisive and controversial life of Kanye West. Jen Gannon, let's start from the position that while you may not be able to list out a load of Kanye West's music or you may not know all the brand endorsements and big corporate deals that he has, that you've at least heard of Kanye West. Why is he in so much trouble? Um, With Kanye, just to say, where do you begin? With Ye, as he's now known, the story just shifts so quickly. It shifts as, as quickly as his mind does. But the latest, a brief rundown of... Basically, he is right now imploding in real time, in public, professionally, 
destroying his career, it looks like, piece by piece. So it's an empire crushing meltdown he's having and it begins possibly, you could say, at a Paris Fashion Week. And he was supposed to debut his new collection for Yeezy, um, his own brand. And it was a very hastily kind of arranged show, but it did have major players arrive in there, like Anna Wintour, who's obviously the editor of American Vogue, and Bernard Arnolds, who is the head of Louis Vuitton, uh, Moe Hennessy. He is just the biggest player possibly business-wise in the fashion world. And that's the thing about Kanye. Kanye has spent so long knocking at the door of fashion um, and to finally kind of be accepted and let in by these people and have their attention was a big deal for him. You would have thought, but then he debuted a collection of shirts emblazoned with White Lives Matter on the front. I mean, he stole all the headlines, Mark, with these White Lives Matter shirts. That's actually Yay and Candace Owens. That is a she's a pretty controversial conservative commentator here in the States. Uh, she went out there to Paris Fashion Week to model this T-shirt with Kanye. Um, you know, he actually wore this shirt last night to one of his children's basketball games. Kim Kardashian sat in front of him and refused to acknowledge him and had Stella Marley, who's the daughter of Lauren Hill, wear one down the runway. And Naomi Campbell was uh, also walking on that runway. Um, and Jaden Smith, who... Not wearing one. No, but was actually part of the, the actual show itself. Jaden Smith, who's Will Smith's son, he actually left in protest and it just sent shockwaves through the fashion world, but also, you know, the wider world. Um, Can you give me, Jen, some context for that, right? We, we've all know about Black Lives Matters. We all know that the huge protests that have taken place in America in recent years, particularly around the imbalance, let's call it, between how uh, black people are often treated by the police. Um, Kanye West is a black man. Um, now, Kanye has flirted with far-right iconography before, you know, it, it, with his Yeezy album, there was the Confederate flag he used. Uh, he's been seen in 2016, obviously, wearing MAGA hat associated with Donald Trump and had his photo taken with Donald Trump. And a lot of the time, with something like the Confederate flag, he said he was reclaiming it for black people and, you know, making these symbols that are overtly racist something else, something different. And... A lot of the time with Kanye, that's where you kind of let him off because you're thinking, is this some kind of situationist prank? Is there an artistic response behind this? Is this considered uh, engaged, you know, conversation that we need to be having about these things? Is he like that? Because he always says, you know, in a, a lot of his uh, interviews and tweets, he's, he would say, I, I'm, you know, a study. I'm a student of Andy Kaufman, who is, you know, the comedian who also embedded himself into these very difficult situations to rile people up. And, and Kanye loves to be flagrant. And he always says that. So and uh, he likes to stir the pot and have people talk about him. He wants people's opinions. But this felt very different with the discourse surrounding Kanye, which there is a lot of. There's people on the side of, look, he, he never should have even associated with Donald Trump. He never should have somebody like Candace Owens, the conservative uh, politician at his shows. They're using him as a mouthpiece. He's aligning himself with people who are using him for clout. They are using him for access to his worldwide audience, to his young audience. They're getting th their names into these people's homes, into young, a lot of black people kids' homes, a lot of black males' homes, and mixing things up and confusing things. And because Kanye never outrightly comes out and says, this is my opinion, this is my argument, you can't hold him accountable because he shifts and moves all the time. So you don't know, is it a joke? Is the joke on us? Or is he trying to say something deeper? But with this, I think it just moved into a terrifying situation because 
this is something that the far right have used, White Lives Matter. We know that they've used that all during the Black Lives Matter as a, as a counterpoint. And we know that these people take it very seriously. So it, it can't just be seen as an empty gesture. It can't just be seen as something like in fashion. You've seen people like, you know, Vivian Westwood in the early days of Malcolm McLaren put in the Cambridge rapist uh, identification on T-shirts back in the 70s, you know, in the punk era. That to shock. To, uh, but and it's not a rap video. That. He's doing this on the tr- on the on the catwalk at Parish Fashion Week. But that, if you say, was the start of it. It went to a whole new sphere then, when he started uh, effectively putting anti-Semitic messages out. Mm. He has since donated a box of these White Lives Matters T-shirts to people, homeless people on Skid Row in Los Angeles. It's a pretty horrible stunt to use these vulnerable people as a billboard for this hateful, really hateful message. He tweeted on the 8th of October that he was going to do a DEFCON, DEFCON, it's said three on Jewish people, uh, misusing the, the military alert term uh, DEFCON and basically posted this very old-fashioned anti-Semitic conspiracy theories that Jewish people are controlling the entertainment world, the business world, and they have an agenda against black people. Twitter removed his post and and they did suspend his accounts, but he has doubled down on these views. Um, He went on TV show The The Shop. He went on like a 45-minute rant, basically, um, and they had to pull it, a lot of it, because those conspiracy theories from... The, the wartime. It, it fits with the that, Nazi narrative. It does, but it also fits with the way these podcasts in America that have massive audiences, things like Joe Rogan, etc., that they seep into the culture and they have the ear of a lot of young males and they're filling them with this, subliminally or blatantly, filling them with this message that everyone's out to get us. Um, and it usually is to white men. You need to rise up. You need to take hold of your family, take hold of your women, take hold and of there your was job. An example and it, it, of it, it aligns with this. You know, back when he said on TMZ a few years ago that slavery was a choice which was such a dangerous message put out there. He was saying that it was because, you know, black people have let themselves be taken control of and they see themselves, they victimise themselves. And this is his new mindset now. And this is metamorphosized from saying that, you know, black people need to take control of their lives and their destinies and stop playing the victim under, you know, white people to now saying that, it's the it's a Jewish problem. It's the Jewish people that are keeping black people down. And the the response to this, then, Jen, obviously, you say a lot of people will listen to that message. We, there was an example in the last few days in California where it spilled onto the streets. Mm. Um, we we with the phrase black, "White Lives Matter" has been held up by a group that have been described as white supremacists. Um, yeah. and, and there's anti-Semitic demonstrators in Los Angeles um, uh, last Saturday and they, they were on a freeway overpass with banners and doing Hitler salutes and they were saying Kanye was right. You know, the phrase White Lives Matter, it, it originated in extremist white supremacy groups and that hateful rhetoric that Kanye has said openly, who is a, a massive superstar, a worldwide superstar, for him to come out and support this message, it's bolstered them. It's, it's emboldened them to make them say, well, look, if Kanye's saying it and he's black, I can say it. If Kanye's saying it and he's the biggest rapper in the world, the biggest superstar in the world, I can say it too. And that's something that has real world consequences that I don't even know if he cares about. And let's talk about the response to this. We'll get on to the business fallout in a minute because it's not good business for Kanye, even if he is getting an awful lot of publicity. Um, A lot of people have been looking to his ex-wife, Kim Kardashian, for guidance on how to respond to this or 
comment on this for her to condemn him? Oh, poor Kim. Look, Kim has been forever. When they were married, she was the person that had to defend him all the time. She was working overtime being his PR basically on Twitter and saying, look, I'm sorry. She was quite magnanimous and understanding about it. But then when they divorced and she started seeing Pete Davidson, the comedian, he sent, you know, basically death threats and did a video where he was murdering Pete in the video. Last week, the Grammy winner dropped the controversial visual, which shows Ye kidnapping a claymation figure of his estranged wife, Kim Kardashian's new beau, Pete Davidson, then burying him in the ground and even decapitating him. God sent me from that crash just so I could beat Pete Davidson's ass. And then send in like overabundance of flowers to her house and really harassing both of them until they broke up. And I just think Kim shouldn't have to be yet again dragged into this mess. I know they have children together. So she put a statement out on Instagram to say that hate speech is never okay or excusable. And she stands with the Jewish community and a call on the terrible violence and hateful rhetoric towards them to come to an end immediately. And this was after her mother did the same and Chloe, her sister, did the same as well. But I do feel like it's unfair that through Throughout her relationship, she was called upon to clear up his mess. And it's a really misogyny on the media side that they're dragging his ex-wife back into this going, you have to atone for your ex-husband's sins. And it's like, well, there's a reason why they divorced. Why is she still involved in this? Other than she is also trying to protect her children from the the effects of what her ex-husband is actually now inflicting on the world. So talk to me then, Jen, about the business fallout of this, because it has been financially huge for Kanye. Yeah, everyone's cut ties with him, basically. So well, I have like... a list of them. Adidas is the latest one, which we'll mm. talk about in a second. Vogue and Anna Winter, as you mentioned, uh, dropped by his talent agency, CAA, dropped by his lawyer. Um, his sales and airplays have obviously plummeted. He's restricted on Instagram and Twitter. Stadium shows cancelled. A documentary that was planned is gone. His uh, partnership with Balenciaga has uh, been eradicated, and that's a huge deal for him personally because the head of uh, Balenciaga's Balenciaga Demna is somebody that Kanye has nurtured into that position. Uh, he had him work with him on his Easy collection back in the day. He's, you know, Kanye's a great talent spotter. If you see kids under the age of 30 walking around looking like they're in the Matrix, that's because of Demna and Balenciaga and because of Kanye's impact. He's a visionary in that way. He knew Virgil Abloh before anybody knew Virgil Abloh and, and you know, pushed him into creative areas as well. So I think that's the one that's going to hurt him the most personally. But financially, it's Adidas that he's losing. And the, the Adidas one. one was one of the latter ones. It, it, they, they were a little bit slow, some might argue, to, mm. to sever ties. But there was a lot of money tied into that. And as a result of that one, he's fallen off the Forbes rich list. But I, I just want to give you a taste of the Adidas statement that they put out when they were terminating the contract. They said Adidas does not tolerate anti-Semitism and any sort of hate speech. Ye's comments and actions have been unacceptable hateful and dangerous and they violate the company's values of diversity and inclusion, mutual respect and fairness. And they say within that statement, Jen, that their decision to sever ties with them is going to cost the company a quarter of a billion in terms of net income 
in the uh, fourth quarter of this year. Basically, they, they're going to lose all their Christmas sales that they would have associated with him. He, he is massive. Like, I think in 2020, that partnership brought in nearly like $1.7 billion in revenue to Adidas, according to Bloomberg. And that was due to expire in 2026. And um, his personal fortune then is obviously down. And he said that, you know, his his worth is down two billion uh, and but he predicted this he said this on that podcast the thing about it me and adidas is like i can literally say anti-semitic shit and they can't drop me i can say anti-semitic things and adidas can't drop me now what so what next so what that means is he'll go independent he'll take himself independent and he'll take all those new people that didn't care, who have never listened to a Kanye West album ever, but just like that he now is aligning with white supremacy, he'll take all these new people and create something completely different. We'll see the success of that. We'll see. What about the mental health question in this, though? Because it is well documented that Kanye West has had a lot of mental health struggles. And I imagine some people will say, look, he's on well. He is unwell. And we, you know, that's another side of this story. We've seen him go through a struggle with his bipolar disorder. He had, he famously came out and said he had stopped taking his medication. Um, We don't know what, privately, what that situation is now or where that is now. But I can tell you he has come out and blamed his Jewish doctor on his bipolar diagnosis and is now saying that he isn't bipolar. Um, People have tried to, in his circle, have reached out and have constantly tried to help him help himself. Is there any road back to that? I mean, he has 24 Grammys, um, huge music star before all the fashion stuff. Like, is there any road back to that for Kanye West? I mean, I think that's why it's so upsetting because, I mean, I would be somebody that does love his music. He is such a, a, a creative genius. Does, but does any of that matter anymore if this is the way things are going? I don't know. I'm, you know, we've seen him on the Donda tour I, like actually bringing out the likes of Marilyn Manson on stage and saying that, you know, who has been accused of sexual assault. It's just suggesting that, you know, cancel culture, it, he wants to override this thing that he th- thinks is out there that is cancel culture. You mentioned Donald Trump and yeah. there are some similarities in, in some of that. Kenya did try to run for the presidency in 2020. He's talked about running in 2024. Could that happen? I mean, it could. But as I said, like, I mean, you just don't know what to believe when he says anything. I mean, the only thing that Kanye cares about is Kanye. Um, he thinks he's dabbling in politics, but he's not. I mean, it's like the whole useful idiot situation. I think that's the way that the far right or the Republicans treat him. They, they use him as this mouthpiece, like the fool in a Shakespeare play that can say the things that they can't say or won't say to an audience that they don't have the ear of. And the only way I, where I can see this going is him trying to uh, capture that mass market of those people, those QAnon supporting people um, and seeing how far that will take him. And on the other side of that, he also has the religious element of it. He has a Sunday service. He has his dawn to school. There's a guru part of Kanye as well that we're also seeing. So he's mixing the tenets of Donald Trump's presidency. It's it's about religion, but it's also about the media. Um, and I think if he is a student of Trump, this is a very dangerous road that he's going down for himself. My thanks to Jennifer Gannon for joining me today. I'm Kevin Doyle, and today's episode was produced by Mary Carroll, researched by Garrett Mulhall, with sound by Gavin Hennessy. Archive clips were from ABC, NBC, TMZ, Entertainment Tonight, and CNN. If you want to hear more of our award-winning journalism, you can visit independent.ie 
or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to like, follow and leave us a review.